Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. That's crazy. My postcards must have not been very good because I was not getting that response. A friend listed with another agent (laughs) then asked me for advice. Yeah. Before I knew you (laughs) and the people, I did all that work. And then the people were like, oh, we actually hired Katie Caldwell. And I was like, who is Katie Caldwell? (laughs) I'm supposed to list this house. Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hello, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Welcome back to another episode of questions and answers. Yes, we had so many questions. We needed to make it a two-parter, but we didn't want to overload you with questions two weeks in a row. So we broke it up. (laughs) So last week you got to hear all about our morning routine, which in fact was one of the questions. Yes. (laughs) We just used that as a whole episode. We just made it into a whole episode. So this is episode 88. We are happy to have you here and we're just going to jump right back into the questions. I'm going to start you with a little um, question that I hope you didn't read yet. Okay. Um, this comes, we're not going to, we haven't shared the names of anyone who asked these questions, but this comes from your friend, uh, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> what's the best technique in getting your sign in the ground when the ground is dry <laughs> like the desert? <laughs> I have many a times gone to put this. <laughs> you, put this you weren't expecting out. that, were you? And, and like. Gave it all my might only to be rejected by the ground. Oh, for heaven's sake. And then yes. you kind of look around awkwardly like yes. who saw this. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I do have a heavy duty mallet That's- that my dad made me. Um, I will tell you, um, I believe it was Rebecca, my past buyer's agent, who <laughs> is on her own now. She has a pretty genius idea, which is she keeps like a, I don't know what size, but a water yeah. in the back of her car so that if she has to wet the ground look i'm not gonna lie to you i have left my sign with a seller before and been like hey you get out your hose right you get this in the ground because i can't do it so one time there's this old uh capitol heights house Mm -hmm. and i guess at one point um there had been some sort of like limestone parking pad <laughs> underneath where you're underneath fine. but it it was Stop. a big area so it was grass now but oh no matter God. where you put it you it, it sounded like metal hitting metal oh. like oh. i could not get it to go in the ground so i just had to put it further back until like i just kept hitting 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 until i hit dirt under oh, the grass wow but yeah, next time the, the, the sign was on their front porch. <laughs> <laughs> next time I'm going to call Jeff and be like, Jeff, be like, Jeff, I need help, a guy to come. Look, the follow-up <laughs> follow comment to this was one of our friends in Colorado who said, 
well, what about in the frozen ground? I'm like, well, this uh, is way out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, I, don't, I know that you just need to put water on the ground here, but a frozen ground, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. It's mm-hmm. so funny. That is funny. Okay, great. Do you- I do have one really big sign that I only use for properties that have acreage. Okay. Because, you know, your little sign You're just... Tra- right, it's you too dinky. It. And I have a handyman that'll just... Go install it. There yeah. actually are some sign companies that will go install it for you. And for a hot minute, a few years ago in Baton Rouge, they had changed. And I don't even know if this is still true. They had changed some ordinance where they wanted you to call before you put your sign in the ground oh. to mark for like lines, like, you know, power, water, sewer, like as if you were digging. I'm like, I'm not going that far into the ground. Yeah. I've definitely had situations where I've told the listing agent, hey, I'll grab your sign at the final walkthrough. And then I get there and go, no, I can't. It was like a big deal. Yeah, I can't get, I don't even know how the, <laughs> it's like five work? pieces and it's really <laughs> in the ground and I can't get it no, out. Like I can't do it. Signs are an interesting topic too, because when we have hurricanes, we have one of the yep. things like your broker will reach out to you and be like, go get all your signs because you don't want those things taking flight. I'm like, going through just, windows. That's right. They can become marketing. A, that's a terrible marketing projectile <laughs> pain they're in, incurring. Okay. Oh, man. That, that's the sign question. Okay, good. That was a good, good right. opener. That was a super, super good opener. All right. What, what, what do you got? I'm going to ask you one. Okay. What is the biggest thing you wish you would have done your first year of real estate? Oh my heavens. So many things. What is the biggest <laughs> thing that I wish I would have done my first year? Um, I'm pretty proud of how I handled my first year. Yeah. I wish that I would have maybe partnered with a more experienced agent to hold their houses open. Okay. That would have given me yeah. like more face time with the public. So yeah. I would have felt more comfortable. And mm-hmm. I really did not do any open houses until I had a listing. So as you can imagine, that was a, a ways into it. Mm-hmm. I also wish that I would have set up my database and the way yes. I contacted them in a different way. Yep. Now, when I started, it was 2005. Mm-hmm. So social... Y'all, I wasn't even on Facebook because I was actually a very late adapter to Facebook. That was 2009 that I finally got on after every real estate class I went to said I needed to have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was like, fine, fine. I'll get on it. Yeah. Um, but now if I'm starting now today, I would probably want to have a better like handle on my database and have a social media pr- presence. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the beginning, I was flying by the seat of my pants so much. Oh, yeah. You do not know what you don't know. I, yeah, you don't know. And that's, I think that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how you learn and figure it's a out learn on the what, job operation. what works best for you. Yeah. Because you you do kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels your first two years because mm-hmm. you get this really good advice, but maybe that advice doesn't work for you, but you give it a good effort. Yep. Um, but episode 17 talks about what to do if you're new or slow. Yep. And then episode 26 is things that we wish we had known before we got into real estate. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. So those are both good ones to go listen to if you're new. But uh-huh. I think another thing that I did, y'all, let's see. I started real estate in 2011. Uh-huh. Haven was born in 2017. Okay. You were solidly in. I was solidly in. I feel like I had good business. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my husband both have crazy jobs that are not nine to five. Right. But I wish I would have implemented boundaries before I had Haven. Oh, yeah. I didn't really have a lot of boundaries. No, you're just like, I'm available. I'm available. But it's kind of like I didn't have kids. 
and my husband was working too. Well, and you so feel it, like hus- in the beginning, you feel like hustling and working hard is working all the time. I wish I could go back to some of the agents I did transactions with mm-hmm. and say, I'm sorry that sometimes I messaged you at nighttime. Right. That was rude. That was rude. I should never I have should done that. I should not have contacted you about, yeah. you know, a tree root at seven o'clock at night. No, there's nothing, you know. It's not that serious. I think I wish I would have been more, maybe even though it didn't bother me those years, mm-hmm. I wish I would have been more mindful yeah. of other people's boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. When I didn't necessarily have, have like strict boundaries in place. <laughs> so That's I fair. think if you're new, don't let the anxiety of the transaction make you feel like everything is urgent. Agree. Still respect Agree. the other agent and they will be so impressed with you. Oh, yeah. I agree. That's a good, that's a really good one. Big, look, in the, in the second or third installment of Baby Wise, one of my favorite parenting books, <laughs> yeah. it's Potty Wise. And they say, <laughs> begin as you mean to go. Yeah. That's like the, the, the thread that runs through the whole book. Begin as you mean to go. So mm-hmm. when you're in the beginning and you're slow, don't, don't get bad habits. Yeah. Just make sure you start with the good habits. Okay. This kind of goes off of that. Okay. Let's hear it. Is it normal to network all the time? Example, family functions, kids' practices, out shoppings. We do not need to always be seeing dollar signs in our life. Sometimes I want to go to the grocery store in sweatpants and not wear a name tag or talk real estate to anyone. Okay. This person is my love language. (laughs) I I love this question. I I laughed when I read it. I loved it. I, I... and you know what? I think that that is ridiculous uh, industry messaging yes. that makes you think that you need to wear a name tag to the freaking grocery store. I think that is, if you do it, do you. I'm not going to say anything to you. That's fine. But I think that is not appropriate for me. It is not how I want to live my life. I don't want to talk to, like, I will smile at just about any stranger in the grocery store. But I don't necessarily want them all to walk up to me and start asking me about real estate. That right. feels weird to me. Yes. For sure. I mean, I don't, it probably has to do with, I have some introvertedness in me. I just, if I'm at the grocery store, I like to wander around and look at all the things and not worry about how my hair looks. Mm -hmm. And like, I I don't, no, you do, simply It is not normal to network all the time. It is not normal. And we have some, we have several episodes to reference for this question. Okay, good. Tell us what they are. Um, episode five, boundaries and self-care. Okay. Love it. <laughs> episode 85, which just aired emotional boundaries. Love it. Um, episode nine, your database. Let's keep networking for you know, sure. Targeted to an area. Yep. Episode 39, love your sphere. Love it. Oh, so, all good ones. You all know, good ones. it's, <sighs> okay. It is impo- an important part of our job, but we are real life human beings yes. that need downtime. Well, I think that, Okay. One, you should not look at humans as dollar signs. Right. Never. Never. Right off the bat. You should be the type of person that enjoys building genuine relationships. Mm -hmm. If that is not something that you like to do, if talking to people is not your jam, I don't know that real estate in this capacity, like maybe some other part of real estate would be good, but, Mm -hmm. but that's like, you got to just want to build a relationship, be friendly. Like those interactions at the birthday parties and the family reunion and the school volunteering, those interactions should all be natural in that Mm -hmm. you're wanting to build relationships with a lot of people in order to have a full life full of people and not so that you can 
sell them a house mm -hmm. down the road. Like it's not about that. But at the same time, if you're sitting at your kid's soccer game and someone asks you a real estate question, or if someone just says, what do you do? It's okay to say. You should say. And you should say, like, you don't you don't have to feel sleazy about talking about your career. Right. Um, your CPA doesn't feel sleazy saying, oh, I'm a CPA. Right. Like I do taxes. Yeah, that's what it's I do. Like, what do you do? Right. <laughs> uh, oh, I sell real estate. Oh, you know why? Because no doubt the person who just asked you, what do you do, has experienced this when they asked a realtor what they did and they got the sleazy sales pitch, right? Yes. Or they saw them in their name tag and so they avoided them like the plague. Mm -hmm. Like just... Be who you are, mm -hmm. be natural, talk to people how you would want to be spoken to, but don't be a secret agent. So no, it gets yeah. a really fine line here. I do not think you should be considering all of your um, social experiences a, mm -hmm. a networking event. But mm -hmm. I do think they're an opportunity to deepen relationships with other people and meet new people. Like mm -hmm. we will tell you in many of those episodes, go forth, meet people, mm -hmm. find a way to be in front of people. And, and one of the questions was, can you share some tips on developing new relationships when you're new before you have any connections? Okay. And I think it's the same thing. I think going back to loving your sphere, mm -hmm. because we do talk about maybe you don't have a sphere, mm -hmm. so you need to join some networking groups for the purpose of that. Yeah. So if you're really into animals, volunteer at the local animal shelter, yes. get really involved at your church. Yeah. Um, there are things you can do to build your sphere and you don't have to feel bad for adding your Bible study to your database. Nope. No. That's totally okay. Yes. And just right. Because how you then contact them should be genuine in that you like them as yep. human. That's why you should never add someone to your database that you don't like. Right. That is a, a huge no-no. Um, I have a question that really goes along with that because it is um, recommendations on how a new agent in a new city during COVID mm. can get business mm -hmm. and find connections. Mm -hmm. How to meet people when we don't have phone duty, you're new in the city and their open houses are very rare. So this is like levels on levels on levels, right? Yes. So now there's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't do your open house. Maybe, yeah. And you don't have phone duty and you're new in the city. So what's going to happen here? So I don't remember if we talked about this in the COVID episode or not. I cannot remember what episode I mentioned this. Okay. But with with so many things being done through Zoom now, yeah. um, participation is hard. It is. Okay. And the leaders of these groups... I'm just going to give an example. So um, not it's not my church, but it's a church that one of my family members goes to. They've been just doing their best to right. keep everybody in, in communication and to be there for each other. And it's like that first Zoom call mm -hmm. is, is kind of awkward. And maybe it's older people, too. And they're, they've never done yeah. a Zoom call. And right. even, I'm not even a, you know, even for me, it was hard being on video yeah. versus in person. But they are dying for someone to show up right. in the Zoom call and maybe even lead some of the conversations. Right. You told us this, I think, recently. Yes, I can't remember yes, which episode. I don't either. But I thought there's so many groups out mm -hmm. there that you could still join a networking group and, and volunteer to lead the discussion. Yeah. 
or, and when I say volunteer to lead the discussion, this is just an example of something I've done. So, you know, it was just, hey guys, log in an hour before church starts and we're going to all have coffee together. That's so cute. Via Zoom, bring your favorite Mm -hmm. coffee cup. And it was my job to say, hi, Emily, welcome. How was your week? Tell us about your week. What's the best thing that happened? Awesome. Next. Hey, Jason, tell us about whatever, whatever. So it was more just facilitating to help people. Yep engage because it is awkward when you're just sitting there but there are there are virtual ways to well form relationships and get your face and your name out there yes i've done a ton of thinking about this i don't remember when it was but i did a five-day database challenge in my facebook group and part of it really spurred this idea of your digital database yes. because it's not like you can just go and do all the things you normally did in person. So you have to, first of all, number one thing you should do, if you're new to this area, I know this adds another level, go join the, if you're a mom, join the mom's group on Facebook. If you're a, you know, you love restaurant, go find like a foodie group on Facebook that's yep. local to your area. Mm-hmm. Then you have to participate in the Facebook group. Yes. Someone ask a question about the hamburger at whatever place, then, and you know, respond. You're going to have to start um, just appearing mm-hmm. in social media in a meaningful way, which means you can't just stalk and read. You have to comment and engage. And then you'll be able to friend the people who you've then had meaningful interaction with. And now you put those people, maybe you friend them on Facebook or you follow them on Instagram. Now they can come to your Instagram and see mm-hmm. you post real estate tips or like it, it's a long term game, yeah. but it is a natural flow. And you have to put yourself out there in a digital way because you mm-hmm. can't just go to the meeting, you know? Right. I feel like between social media, conference calls, like people are still out there connecting with other people. And they really want to connect with people because they're trapped inside (laughs) with their family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that episode 17, again, is what to do when you're new or slow. Try to, you know, think about how you can adapt that for online or, you know, Mm -hmm. You can even host a virtual open house where it's not open to the public, but you're there. You tour the house on your social media. Like there are ways to do this. Yeah. Um, And then episode nine, of course, is database. So you still you still have a hairstylist. Yeah. Where you moved. You still have a dentist. You Mm -hmm. still have or get one. You had a sphere before COVID. For sure. Are you checking on them? Yeah. Can you waiter them dinner one night? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just something to just show them that you're still yeah. here. You still care. Yep. So here many things. Okay. All right. Shall we stick with the, in the vein of leads? Hmm. <laughs> or what, do you have something that goes along with? I have like one or two that are kind of just quick random questions. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Do that. Remind me what you what you send your buyers at tax time and why. We had talked about how at tax time, if you have bought or sold a house that year, you need to give your CPA a copy of the closing disclosure. Yep. Settlement statement. Settlement statement, yeah. Um, so the CPA needs that. Yeah. There are charges and things on there that your CPA needs. Right. And that's a great way to reach out to your past clients from the past year. Yes. And just say, hey, it's tax time. When does this air? 
Because it's about time. Oh, my. That's hilarious. <laughs> this. Oh, oh. If you're doing this, you better get right on Do it right it. now. It's tax uh, time. <laughs> this airs on, on on April 12th. Oh, so you have like three days? Friends, I don't know. We should have probably answered this one two weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway, send, them their, send all your clients from 2020 their settlement right. statement. Or just make a note yeah. for this year, maybe on like, you know, because some people do their taxes kind of early. Like, you yeah. have to really send this in January. Or you could just email them and say, yep. don't forget to give your CPA a copy of your settlement statement. Yeah, right. Because even on, of, the, Here's a copy. even on the 12th, maybe they haven't quite filed yet. But episode 76, we did talk about taxes in general. So if you need to revamp for this year, you know, tax-wise. Yes, tax. Okay. Love it. Um, What's the other one? Can you do a new construction episode? Yes. <laughs> we have it in the queue. Check, we will check. We will work on that. Um, okay. Have friends or family ever asked you to work for free? <gasps> oh. Um, they've never asked like that. Like, right. will you just do this? Right. But they will work you for free. Yes. So yes. they will say, I have listed my house for sale by owner. Can you answer all of the questions? Um, <laughs> it, depending on the situation, I might answer more or less. So right, if it right. is my dad, yeah. <laughs> who I'm probably just going to answer his questions and be like, okay, but you know, I can just list this for you. And yeah. then when he fails, he, I will list it and it will be fine. Right. Um, if it is someone like a second cousin that I barely ever talk to and they literally just need my real estate advice, I might be a little bit more mm-hmm. um, unavailable, mm-hmm. I guess I would say. And you can just say, I would love to answer these questions for you. You know, giving advice does um, legally create an agency relationship between yes. us. So I just, I, I can't, I can't answer these questions unless you would like me to work for you. Right. I right. think that's really as simple as it yeah, needs I to be. I think it's okay to blame it on your broker. Blame oh, it sure. on your license if you're your own broker um, and just say, yeah, these are services that I provide to clients, so I can't really... I if, I hope YouTube saw your face. I like the way you say that. Like, sorry, these sorry. are my client services. Right. And y'all, that's okay to have that boundary in place that mm-hmm. says, I would love... You can be really nice about it. I would love to answer all these questions for you to. if you want to work with me. Like, that's and, it. And y'all, don't take it to... They don't know. No, they don't know. And, and try... I, I know it feels like a slap in the face, and it is, but you just have to smile through it because they, yeah. don't, they don't understand Well, here's always. a follow-up to that question. Okay. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to Hustle Humbly podcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're gonna it's going to change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy bye, the template yes enjoy 
a friend listed with another agent then <laughs> asked me for advice. Yeah. I want to be helpful but not step on their agent's toes or be unprofessional. What do I say? I think it's okay to give them advice and to give them maybe questions to ask their agent. Yeah. Like some guidance. Well, but I think again, the, initial, the initial response should be, what did your agent say? Yes. That's good. If they have an agent and they're asking you for advice and you say, what did your agent say? And they said, well, I didn't ask them. Mm-hmm. Then you just end it there. Oh, well, right. you need to just go talk to them. Right. They, I'm sure, have the knowledge that you need. You thought they were good enough to hire them. No, don't say that. Mm-hmm. But like you should just be like, OK, well, you know, go on and ask them if they say, well, I asked them, but they said to do this. But then I didn't know if that was the right thing to do. And they're looking for a second, like a doctor with a second opinion. Yes. I mean, I think. I would be very careful because yeah. I, I really you should not you should not be giving advice to someone who isn't your client. Right. I mean that's just the breaks kids. And it's also like um maybe I've been watching too much bachelor lately but when I uh when the boyfriend cheats, right? You want to hate the other woman. Right. But really it's the other woman may be just fine. Right. And it right. might be the boyfriend, yeah. a.k.a. your, your family member or friend. Client. Right. You're, you're not that, client. That's the problem. Yeah. Because I have had, I mean, it kind of goes back to when I thought I was getting that listing in Maplewood. <laughs> that, that time. Before we were friends. Yeah, go on. Before I knew you. <laughs> and the people, I did all that work. And then the people were like, oh, we actually hired Katie Caldwell. And I was like, who is Katie Caldwell? <laughs> I'm supposed to list this house. Oh, man. And, um, you know, if I would have just known you, I would have known this isn't Katie's fault. Well, I mean, like, right, I didn't solicit this <laughs> in any way. This is my, this is the client's fault. Right. They didn't understand. They didn't and understand. then you, because you're a genius, would have been like, what did, how did the communication <laughs> break down? <laughs> like, why did this happen? <laughs> so, so, you know, Again, it goes back to like not taking it personally yeah, and giving everybody the benefit of the doubt and just directing them back to where they need to go. Right, 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 right. You have chosen this person. So they're yours. Yeah. And if they come Mm -hmm. to you saying, I don't like my agent and I'm going to fire them. Well, then you can just say, I'm sorry to hear that. If and when you do that, then come back. But yes, but no, I'm not. I'm not going to encourage you to fire your agent. No. I'm certainly not going to go behind the sign. Like, just, y'all, let that go. I've had people ask me how to get out of a listing contract before. Yeah. And I have directed them back to ask, you know, yeah. ask them if there is a way to get out of your contract yeah. early. But I, I also tell them I can't give you advice on your house until I see a early termination yeah. or withdrawal. Yeah, right. It's just not... It's not okay. Right. All right. That, oddly, because of that Maplewood story, leads really well into <laughs> some of these, okay. which are, because <clears throat> I'll tell you how those people knew me. Um, what is your opinion on mail-outs postcards, especially since digital marketing is so heavy? Do people appreciate a personal touch now more than ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got that client in Maplewood from a, <laughs> a postcard series that I had sent many months before. Yes. But I'm going to answer two part two questions at the same time. The next question is, do you farm a neighborhood? And if so, what is your advice in that regard? Okay, so uh, full disclosure, I do not currently farm a neighborhood, nor do I currently send out um, a postcard series. Uh, but 
in years past and not that long ago, like two years ago, I consistently for a couple of years sent out a four part, four part postcard series Mm -hmm. just listed same picture and graphic on the front, then under contract. And yes, even if it went under contract, the day you listed it, they will come back to back. That is okay. Same picture and graphic of the house. So whatever picture I chose for just listed comes again on under contract. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the third part would have been sold. So Mm -hmm. there would be a postcard with the same picture and graphic, but now it says sold. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth one would be 30 days later that says same picture, same graphic, need more inventory. It is a good way to have a meaningful series in a, if it is a neighborhood that you want to work. Um, And I lived in Maplewood and I worked in there and I always sent the postcards in that time period when I was working there. And then people knew me to be like, you know, a neighborhood agent, right? Right, right. So you can do this. Do I think that you sending out a recipe card to (laughs) 20 random neighborhoods once is helpful? No. And it is a colossal waste of money. I was going to say, my biggest thing I wrote down was money. Yeah. This is Checks your money. How? Yes. Is it return on investment? How's it going? I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. So I, of course, because I keep records because I run my business like a business. Yes. I think the one year I can remember off the top of my head, I spent $3,000 on postcards that year. $3,000, y'all. Yep. And I made over $30,000 in commissions. So the return on investment was there from your postcard yeah, directly yes and that's crazy my postcards must have not been very good <laughs> but i was I will, not getting that i response. will tell you what three thousand dollars worth of postcards was not it, it it's a very small percentage turn because i'm sending a hundred postcards four times yeah, that's to a one lot of eight, postage it was a ton ton of postage and i probably for thirty thousand let's just divide up I, six closings mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't like a million closings. Sure. I got six closings off of thousands of postcards. Sure. So like it, it look, it paid for itself and mm-hmm. then some. It was a good uh, um, marketing practice. And I would say if it's your want, if you're wanting to farm a particular neighborhood mm-hmm. that you work in repeatedly, I do think it can work. Whenever I first moved into Maplewood, I got the directory. Because uh-huh. it's like a two street neighborhood. It's not long. Yeah. It's not long. Um. I mean, there's some side trees. Anyways. Fine. And I hand wrote a letter. And how did that go? To every single house. What did your letter say? It said, I'm new to the to the neighborhood. I've always loved this neighborhood. If you need any help with anything, here's my car. Uh-huh. It was salesy, but also not like, you're let like, me list your house. You yeah, know, you're like, like, I'm new in your neighborhood. Yeah, it was kind of just like an intro. Here's my business card. This is what I do. Yes. And I think I might have even said, like, if you have a business, like if you're a painter, if you have a trade. Yes, let me know. Let me know. Um, always looking. Yeah. Any response? Yeah, I got some pretty good responses. And then it was like, if I was walking in the neighborhood, they, they kind of recognized me. So. Yeah. I think that you have to combine the mass mailers with personal touch. And Agree. You know, personal touch is the Agree. is the hard part. Mm-hmm. And then if that neighborhood has a social event, you better be there. You better like, be there. It, it, and it goes it. beyond postage. Agree. So well, because you're trying to build relationships. Yep. So um, if your neighbor next door is outside and you've never once talked to them, that's not going to work. Like, right. you got to actually be friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I do want to touch on the personal touch part of that as well. I think that I always send a handwritten thank you note. I know you send a lot mm-hmm. of 
handwritten mailers. Yes, I do think that that is important in these days when so much of our marketing and our communications are digital. Yes, people mm-hmm. like to get a piece of mail that isn't a bill. And I'll tell you this, I'll be honest, if you want to find a new agent or if you have a kid in high school or something like that, and you want to say, hey, can you write this letter Mm -hmm. 70 times? (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have time to hand write 70 letters to a group Mm -hmm. or something like that, it is perfectly acceptable to hire someone to do that. It doesn't make it any less thoughtful. No, I agree. Okay. Um, Do you have one that... All of my questions that we have left are regarding assistants and teams and solo versus team and what to do. So before we dive into that, do you want to, is there any other questions? Yeah, I have just one other thing. What do you do when you have a client who can only communicate in the evening? We have it in our queue to do an episode on when it's okay to make exceptions. Oh, I like that. Yep. So we will definitely dedicate an entire episode to this question. And I think it's important. Mm-hmm. But I think the question is, what is like, if you're going to make the exception, mm-hmm. what is the real, do they, can they really only do that? Right. Are you just feeling nervous about giving them the rules yes. and forcing the rules? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think you really need to, if you're using our email templates where we have mm-hmm. things about our hours Hours. and how you prefer to communicate. Are you directing your clients to the email before you just cave? Yeah. Are you implementing any boundaries at all right now? And y'all, if you, if you haven't had boundaries yet, it's so hard. It is hard. It's a process to implement them. Yes. Um, but you're you're trying to put the boundary on yourself. Yes. You're I'm going to tell you (laughs) a great piece of of news. Your client doesn't know any different. No. Because you're getting a new client all the time. Once the clients you have now have closed Mm -hmm. and you get new clients, you can start with whatever rules you want. Yeah. They don't know, but you have to put the rules on yourself. Instead of asking your clients, like, how do they prefer to communicate? Let them know up front. Hey, this is how I communicate. When you see a house that you like, shoot it to me an email so I can make notes and send it back to you. Mm-hmm. It I always try to direct people to my email. And when I get late night text messages, I either don't respond yeah. at all or I respond and say, hey, I'll get to that first thing in the morning. Do you mind emailing it to me so I don't lose it? Because yeah. it lets them know I'm human. Yeah. This is a, we have a business relationship. So maybe- yeah. Emailing it to me is best. I've already, right. and, and by the yes. time I say that, they've already seen that or heard it a few times from me. Yeah. So it does take reiterating boundaries, but I think if you don't have any boundaries yet, picking one to start with, yeah. such as, even if I can, I'm not, I'm not you know, going a, to. There is an easy one to do. Don't open your email after a certain time. Right. You just that, have to. Because that's not going to ding you mm-hmm. and throw you off course. Just say, I don't open my email after 6 p.m. or whatever right. it is. And mm-hmm. just don't open it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Okay. Pick so something small. Let's move on to the, uh, my, my question said, how do I go about starting a team or group? Mm-hmm. And what do, what do yours say? Um, to go with that one, struggling so hard to decide between being solo versus a team. Okay. Um, one, disclaimer, neither of us are on a team. Correct. Two, 
I have had a pseudo team for a very short period of time. I kind of fell into it. It was not necessarily a choice that I made. Pseudo team. Well, I had a buyer's agent for a hot minute, at least a year or two. Yeah. So it was a team. To me, that's like a partner. Well, I kind of, but she, I got does. It's when you had said buyer's agent. Did they work all your buyers and you didn't show houses? No, she had her own. I had mine, but she also took leads from me, and then I got paid a percentage of the leads that she got. I feel like, okay. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like it's more of an assistant. Uh, Okay, well, fine. Okay. That does her own stuff. We have never been on Team Katie. No, where there was an admin person and a transaction coordinator and two buyer's agents and a listing specialist, and I was the rainmaker listing lead. No, no, no. no, no. no. Yeah. Um, And I will tell you, 15 years deep, not ever once have I felt like that would have made more sense for my career Mm -hmm. choice Mm -hmm. because if you have, there are a lot of questions you have to ask yourself before Mm -hmm. you ask, do I need a team or an assistant? And we have an assistant episode that came out number 81. So not that far back. Just recently. And it really dives super deep into is, what are the kind of signposts that maybe say you need an assistant? Mm -hmm. But as far as the team angle goes, um, I have systems in place that don't make me feel like I need a TC or or a permanent admin person. And Mm -hmm. I don't mind working with the amount of buyers that Mm -hmm. I have. So I don't feel like I need a buyer's assistant or agent or showing Mm -hmm. agent. I just, I have figured out a sweet spot of transactions that works for me and keeps me solo, which is where I like to be because I like the amount of productivity I have when I'm alone in my office. Yes. And I'm, I, uh, it's not that I don't like people and I don't want to be a team worker. <laughs> I just, it doesn't work for my business mm-hmm. because I get easily distracted wanting to help other people. So right. it just isn't a natural fit for me. Now, do I like to mastermind with other agents? Sure. sure. Yeah. Do I want to, like, this whole podcast is basically one <laughs> giant mastermind. Yeah. Like, do I want to talk to other agents? Yes. Do yeah. I seek support in people who know what I'm doing? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're still social. You still have agent friends. But I don't think that building a team was ever, because I didn't want to manage people. And we've talked about this. Yes. It, it all depends on what your goals and strengths are. Yeah. And... I don't want to be a manager of realtors. I don't want to be responsible for how you run your business right. or how you're talking to my clients. Right. Or like how mm-hmm. so for me, I have all I have never so far had the I'm 10 years in, had the desire for a team. Yeah. Um I think the question is why are you feeling that way? Right. Um, what, and then business audit, like, yes, what, what systems do you have in place? Yes. Where is the overwhelm coming from? Like, would, you know, paying another agent to do some showings for you mm-hmm. help? Do you really need to get deep into a team type mm-hmm. structure? Or is it that you need more time because you have a newborn? And so mm-hmm. you need someone to help you with your work. Like, like and, and my thing too, speaking of that, cause I will um, at this point have a newborn. No doubt. Um, <laughs> Is is it a season that you need help with? Yes. And I think I think agents rush too quickly into yeah. jumping brokerages, joining a team, starting a team. And it's not that any of those things are bad, but I think that they jump in before they even know what their income is going to be. Right. 
Like if you're going on an interview and they're asking and they're saying things, they're promising things such as number of leads or number of this or number of that. The yeah. question you really need to understand the business side of it yes. before you commit because you don't want to be that agent that's that's like, oh, did you see that agent that changed companies again? Again, again, again. again. And now they're on a new team and again. now they're solo. On the team. And the now team. they're on another team. Yeah, you don't want to be that agent. No. Well, you have, you, only you can figure out the source of your overwhelm. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, the less I speak to other agents, the less I feel overwhelmed. I don't feel overwhelmed within the little frame of my office. I feel like I've got it under control. Yeah, I feel like my business is under control. I know what I'm doing. If you're around a lot of other agents that say they are overwhelmed, then I feel like that's catching. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we're all so overwhelmed. <laughs> and if it's a busy spot in the market, which I know a lot of you are dealing with, um, Think about what are some of the things you can do that would make it easier that, because I'm going to tell you right now, hiring and training an assistant takes time. So Forming time. a team and figuring out all of that takes mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be like, and the worst thing you could do would be like, I'm going to start a team, get mm -hmm. four agents that want to work with you, and then you don't have any systems in place for the team life, yeah. and then it falls apart. We know we have a lot of team listeners and we do plan to interview yes. someone we, we're to better because we are solo. We yeah. want to answer your questions better. Yeah. Um, so we do plan on bringing someone in that is on a team to kind of dive deeper into this. Yeah. But we feel like we can speak a little bit into, you know, yeah. things to look at. So episode 56 is deciding on a broker and oh, interviewing a, good a broker. One. You can use this to interview a team as yes, well. Yes, you can. These same questions are things that you need to evaluate before you join or commit to a team. Okay. Um, do you think that brokers should give top agents leads or other incentives? I thought this question was very provocative. And I was like, oh, I feel like I want to answer this. Yeah. Um, I have a thought too. So. Um, do I think, I, I think <laughs> that, it, look, it, in, in and of itself, I feel like it's a strange um, question because if they're good agents who are busy, why do they need the leads? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. So if I'm the broker, if I'm coming at it from the broker's angle, the only way that makes sense is that I'm trying to keep a top producer so yep. that I can keep taking some part of their commissions. Yep. And and the 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 most benign way to look at it, which is probably not the case in this particular question, maybe the broker realizes that agent is really, really good. And yeah. so they can handle the leads and are going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. But what I think typically is happening is that they're just trying to keep top producers under their roof sure. in order to keep, I mean, it's a business. Being a broker is a business. It is. So yes. I, I get it. Do I, I mean, you, you say. So I kind of, when I read this, the first thing that came to me is hustle humbly. I am a top agent in my office and I don't want anything given to me. Right. I don't mind a referral from another agent where I can like pay you a referral fee and, but I am not going to bank on leads from anyone. No. Now before COVID, mm -hmm. so I feel like in 2019, um, not only were agents being like, 
I want my team leader to give me leads. I want my broker to give me leads. I want my lender to give me leads. No, Felicia. No, no. I mean, I, this, this is our podcast, so I'm just going to say it. That's not how I operate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, that's not... Well, we're both really hard workers. We both hustle. And I just don't feel like... You're right. I don't... No, I don't think I want anyone to hand anything to me. At the same time, I'm a big fairness person. Mm -hmm. So if the broker has leads, however they're getting them, and they are choosing to only give them to one person, how are they going to keep all the other agents under the roof anyway? Mm -hmm. I would be annoyed with that too. Mm -hmm. So I think it is probably acceptable if you are annoyed with a situation like that. Sure. Um, But the broker, it is not difficult to find a broker who evenly distributes leads mm-hmm. if there are leads. But I worked at one office briefly where if you wanted to do floor duty, it yeah. wasn't assigned. Like you came in the office and signed the log mm-hmm. and the calls that came in that day went in the order of the people that signed the log. So yes. if you were hustling, mm-hmm. if you showed up and you wanted to get a call, you could show up and wait your turn in line. And if a, 10 calls came in, then one, two, three, then 10 people got to answer the phone. Uh, do I think that's the best use of your time? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fairly distributed. Now, I know we've all heard the stories of a manager or a broker or a team leader or somebody who's in a position of collecting leads to pass them out at their discretion in a manner that maybe we would not all agree with. Sure. But again, it's their business. Yeah. And they, they got can the do leads. however they want. It's their lead. It's their lead. They it's, can give it to who point. they want. Right. It's their lead. Just like Zillow can give it to whoever they want. Yeah. It's their lead. They collected the person somehow. Yeah. So it's, you're not so owed I feel like anything. So you, your experience at that company was more on like a even playing field because it was on a rotation. I can tell you what I love about my broker is that <clears throat> she rewards those that are working. I think that's fair. So she knows who is showing up to the purchase agreement class. Yeah. She knows who is showing up to the listing agreement class. She knows who is showing up, putting forth effort yeah. and trying, and she will reward accordingly if, I know. if a lead but comes But that's in. just really hard to keep track of, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And I think that's not, not a bad way to do it. Mm-hmm. Look, Mm-hmm. Again, they can do whatever they want. Now, I had her call me one time when I was newer, and she said, Hey, Alyssa, I just got um, a call from an agent in another marketplace that wants an agent that really knows the LSU market. Okay. I noticed you have a lot of clothes because I was doing a lot of little condos around LSU. I had just graduated, so I knew every complex. Like she said, I think you would be a good fit. Yeah. So sometimes it's based off of like, I love that. Is this a good fit for you? I had the same experience. Yes. An agent called my broker. She was from another market, but personally had a property to sell in our market. And she was a big proponent of social media. And she asked my broker, um, and she was another Remax office. So she called a Remax broker locally. And mm-hmm. she asked my broker, who in your office, mm-hmm. you know, does well with social media, thinks mm-hmm. that is important, will advertise my house in that way. And my broker said, oh, Katie. And so mm-hmm. she partnered with me, and that made sense. I think that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a fit, then that is fine. Um. I had lunch with a friend who is a lender yesterday. Okay. And we were just talking about like how the year is going and how things are doing. And she said that she has sadly like enjoyed 
COVID because there are not these big sponsorship opportunities. Mm -hmm. She is not getting calls constantly from agents saying, can you pay for this? Can you pay for this? Can you pay for this? Y'all. And and I think it's great to have like a partner, mm-hmm. a lender, a title company or whatever. But I did an agent tour recently. I did it for my seller. Okay. It was a um, mortgage company that I don't send business to, but they allow you to join their tours. Okay. But they reached out to me and said, thank you so much for putting your listing on our tour. Okay. What can we provide for your open house? And I said, nothing. Right. I will spend the $25 to provide the little snack for for the open house. Um, And I, I said, thank you so much for advertising it. Yeah. But my thing was, I'm not about to take from people no. that I'm not giving back to. That is really a great point. And it goes back to like, how and do that, you want your reputation? That's why when, if I'm doing something like that, I only reach out to the title company I use yep. and the lender I use. <laughs> yep. And if they don't want to do it, then I got to do it because it. you're right. Like, why would you? I know. It feels wrong. It does feel it wrong. It feels wrong. And I even had one. I had a listing that I just joined like a... It was just a, a, a tour put together by agents. Uh-huh. But on the flyer, it said, oh, you know, Suzy Q sponsored by ABC Title. So-and-so sponsored uh-huh. by ABC Mortgage. Alyssa Jenkins. <laughs> just by herself. <laughs> just all Alyssa. And, it did, and, you know, I thought about it. Like, I guess I could call the title company I use and say, hey, they would you, love to sponsor could you. Could you provide some cookies? But I thought... I can provide cookies. You are cracking me up. Like, I just couldn't oh my make God. the call. And, and like, I'm, not, I'm not here saying I did the right thing. But I'm just so saying that funny. to me, I didn't mind providing my own snacks or providing my Your own leads. Whatever. Like, right. it, I think at some point, <sighs> I guess all of this came from... I very much believe that at the end of the day, you are in charge of generating your own business, yes. your own income, yes. and taking care of yourself. Yes. Does it is it nice to be thrown about? But I feel like if you are if you have the work ethic, you get referrals. Right. And I have had the title company I work with um, call me and say, Hey Alyssa, I just had this guy call me and he said I did his closing five years ago. And he asked me if if I had an agent I recommended, and I thought of you. Y'all seem similar. It I think the way that you operate your business just comes back around. Um, I've gotten a referral before from my listing photographer <laughs> that takes a bajillion agents' yeah. photos, and mm-hmm. I was shocked because he was in a different market, but he had someone, and he was, and he had. Taken many people's photos. You could get a referral from anywhere. Sure. Anywhere. Okay, let's let's move on to okay. the leads questions. Yeah. I almost feel like because this episode has gone long, should we have That's okay. should we have an episode about leads and answer all of these? We have to have one. I feel like we have one. A leads, the leads episode? Yeah, yeah I don't know. We've got follow-up for leads. Okay, yeah. well, I will say this. Um but yeah, we we could do another lead. There's obviously questions out about there. it's all about it's all about the leads. All about the leads. What anything quickly we can um, how do you handle new leads in regards to time blocking emails and texts? Do they get an immediate response or do they get in the queue as well? 
I feel like new leads obviously need the quick attention the first. Yeah. And that's where they'll email go find templates come in handy. Yeah. Um, quickly being able to send them, like if I get a new listing lead mm-hmm. saying, hey, I would, you know, taking the phone call, quickly putting them in Trello. Mm-hmm. And then you have the pre-listing yeah. email ready to go to them. Yeah. So, so you, that's kind of my system there. You noted episode 58 systems yep. and Trello and episode 24 is client management. Yes. You can't ignore a new lead. No, no, no. And y'all they don't pretend like every new lead calls you at seven at night. No. It happens <laughs> occasionally. I yeah. mean, if you have to take a call, that, yeah. that might have to fall into our when to make exceptions. Yeah. Um, okay. So that answers that one. How about what does your lead generation look? Y'all, you know, it hurts me to say the word. <laughs> I don't love the word lead. We don't like the word. We don't like lead generation. I don't like we don't the theory like, behind it. Yeah. I like, if you have a lead, mm-hmm. it's not going to upset me like touch is going to upset you. But <laughs> if you have a lead, then I call it a prospect. Mm-hmm. And if your lead generating feels like something that makes us used car salesman mm-hmm. to me, and I that's what kind of irks me a little bit, because... We are both database people and referral people and repeat people. And so do I spend any, because this question is, what does your lead generation look like? How do you time block it? If so, how often and how long? Y'all, neither one of us are sitting at our desk at no. nine o'clock on Tuesday for two hours of power hour or whatever no. they call it and calling cold calling people. No. I'm not cold calling Here anyone. Here on the Hustle Humbly podcast, <laughs> you and I as the hosts, the way we operate our business, we personally don't do the cold calling. And it's not because we're at a point in our business where we're too good for it. It's just that if you're looking at return on investment, are you providing value? Are you helping people? Do you have the heart of a servant in how you're operating? We have just found that quote unquote lead generation and cold calling don't fit our business models and it's not how we have grown our business. Right. I don't want to do anything when I wake up in the morning that makes me feel uncomfortable or Mm -mm. icky. So like I just so all these people telling you that you have to be uncomfortable to be successful. That's BS. It's such BS and that you have to get outside of your comfort zone to grow. Like I'm happy to report (laughs) that we are both successful realtors that love what we do that don't have to do things that make us uncomfortable to get there. And the 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 most uncomfortable thing you need to do is talk to people you know. Yeah. And have a database. Yeah. And reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Sometimes that might be a scotch uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. that is as far as I'm going to tell you to push it. You, do you know, not- I we know it's hard. I remember my first year or two or three. Gosh where I was constantly being told like if by by other people, oh, well, if you're not lead generating, if you're not paying right. for leads, if you're not getting cold calls, and I did. I'm, I mean, I- and You called all those for sale I called, I did everything <laughs> that I felt. If you told me to do it, I tried it. And yeah. if you're brand new and feel like you need to try it to try get it, it. Out, maybe you'll love it. it. Try it, track it check your progress. But then at the end of the day, 
Would you as a human being be more fulfilled by going to lunch with a friend yeah. or, or delivering school supplies to teachers right. or like there's so many other things you can so do many that are fulfilling that might be a better use of your time and give you a better return on your investment. Yes. And we noted a couple of episodes here again, number 17, old faithful, what to do when you're new or slow if you need to. Find some peeps. One more thing about a team. Oh, yeah. You can check numbers, okay? So before you go join an existing team. Yeah. So I just had a friend call me and say, hey, I saw this ad and it was for a team that was hiring. Okay. She was like, do you think I should interview for this position? Oh, and? I thought a piece of good advice was look up that team or team leader in MLS, mm-hmm. look at their production. Y'all, it's easy math. We're in real estate. We all make about the same percentage. Yeah. Um, divide that number by the number of people they have on their team. Yeah. That is about now. Okay. So say it says this person, I'm trying to think of a for easy math. Let's say Team Alyssa has 100 transactions. Has has sold $10 million last year okay. as a team. Okay. okay. $10 million. How many people do they have on their team? Right. Let's say 10. Yeah. Okay. So if they have 10 people on their team, then <laughs> each person averaged about $1 million. Yeah. If you sell a million dollars worth of real estate, what is the commission yeah. on a million dollars? Right. Okay. Now... I'm sure that that is not divided totally evenly between the 10 people. I'm sure Alyssa of Team Alyssa gets the biggest piece of the pie. Right. And then the buyer. So it's kind of like before. It's kind of like what my dad told me when I was a new agent. Remember, Alyssa. They are not interviewing you. That's right. You're not going into this hoping Mm -hmm. to get hired. Right. You're going into this to interview them Mm -hmm. to see if they are a good fit for you. Yep. I think before you even go into an interview for a team or for a team, really, I would say, hey, team Alyssa, Miss Alyssa, (laughs) based on my research, I see that you have 10 people on your team. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Great. Did y'all sell 100 houses last year or however many for this production amount as a team? Yeah. We did. Okay, so help me understand. I just want to be sure. I just want to be sure. Based on these numbers, my income would be about $13,000 a year (laughs) to join the team or whatever the numbers look at. Maybe the numbers look really good. Or you could say, maybe the numbers look really promising, okay? And you say, based on these numbers, it looks like I would make Fifty or $60,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's accurate or am I missing something in your team structure? Right. I think before you make any decision, you have to understand the money. Oh, well, yeah. The people that I met with on coffee dates, remember, if you right. go back to some of the early episodes, a lot of them were on teams and they did not want anybody to know that they were meeting with me. Right. Right. Because they were like ashamed 
they were being told by the team leader that the reason their income wasn't what it was 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 their fault. Yeah, they didn't do it right. Because they didn't do it right. They didn't bring in the right number of leads. They didn't close the right number of property. My thought is, if you're bringing in your own leads and closing your own properties, why do you need the team? Right. So there's just all these questions to ask. And then I do think there are seasons of life where like maybe you are a really good computer person. Yeah. And would be like a really awesome assistant Mm -hmm. to a team. Yeah. So I think that there are positions, like if you are just really interested in real estate, a team could be a really good thing for you. Yeah. If you are really good at being the social media person for that team. Yeah. The transaction coordinator for that team. Mm -hmm. But, But I don't think those people are realtors. Um, no, not necessarily. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes not. So mm-hmm. I guess it just depends. Yeah. If you could find a, look, again, we're getting way too deep into that. Uh, we'll find someone, some nice team person to interview <laughs> and we'll go deeper into that. But I have one more question. Okay. Do you have any more? Mm-mm, I'm done. Okay. Still on leads. All right. <laughs> just read it read it new to real estate and just started full-time cold calling i feel like you are my accountability buddies i do mm, like that yeah. i have coaches on my team and i'm still trying to find my voice yeah would love to learn your tips for how you talk to new leads to get that appointment also would love if you had templates for ni- nice non-salesy notes since we talk about note writing which we did talk about in these q a's mm-hmm um, I feel like we've kind of talked about most of this just yeah. now. Yeah. And um, if cold calling doesn't speak to you and get you out of bed in the morning, and in fact, like me, if it gives you like anxiety <laughs> and makes you want to throw up. Um, or if it makes you feel like a failure, because that is the hardest business so to convert. It is the hardest business to convert. Yeah, I will. It's just hard. I will take this in another direction because we're just not going to harp on that being like, if that's not working for you, don't do it. But if right. that means you have to leave the team, maybe you got to find another place. Right. But here is what I would like to say. Um, tips for how you talk to new leads to get that appointment. We're going to mm-hmm. remove the cold calling angle of this. Yeah. Let's take it to... You get a sign call. Okay. So we're going to call yes. this a pretty cold lead. I mean, they at least have seen a sign mm-hmm. and they're calling you. Um, so at least they're warmer than you annoying them. But, sure. So let's go here. Just how do you talk to them? I think that you're really good at this. Um, and we've talked about it on other episodes. Um, if you can get the person on the phone to answer any types of questions about themselves. So yes. I ask lots of questions. Oh, so many. It's just, it's as if you were in an open house. Yeah. Ask same questions. Things. Exactly same things. the same. So you say, oh, sure. I'll get that. What house? One, two, three Main Street. Hold on while I pull that information up. I don't care if you have it all memorized. Pretend right. like you mm-hmm. need to find it. Then you ask, do, you know, do you live in the neighborhood? Were mm-hmm. you just driving by? Are you in front of the house right now? Um, do you, are you familiar with the area? Oh, I do see it. It's a three bedroom. Is that what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Like, don't just spurt out all the Was information. This the price range you were expecting? Oh, okay. Well, what makes you feel like you would want to be lower or higher? Did you have a lender that kind of ran numbers for you? Oh, that's okay. Not a big deal. If you get to that point, I can help you. Do you rent currently or do you live in the area? When is your, oh, you rent? When is your lease up? Okay, great. Well, if you're thinking about buying based on your 
lease end date, you should probably get to the point where we're going to start looking at houses on in March. Right. Or right. Just keep it going. As many questions, because the first one or two questions, they Are may awkward. be hesitant. Yeah. They're like, oh. But, but there is going to be some magic unlock that you ask them that will all of a sudden they want to tell you their life story. Yep. You're not even going to have to get to as many questions as Alyssa just asked. Keep talking until you find the connection. There's something there. There's oh, a connection. your kids go to school down the road. Yeah, yeah. I went to school there when I was a kid. Yeah. It's so great. I love their <laughs> playground, blah, blah, whatever. Like you have got to be a human. Yes. So you have to ask questions, treat them like a human, not like a lead. Mm-hmm. And then you be a human. And mm-hmm. then you start a, wait for it, relationship. Right. And then you're going to, it's going to grow from there. So yes. I think that if you talk to them like that, now it is virtually impossible to do that on a cold call. Yeah. Because I am calling someone who was not thinking about real estate at that (laughs) moment, who did not need me for anything Mm -mm. and is annoyed that they thought their doctor was calling with their test results, but they got some (laughs) like harassy realtors. So just keep in mind where you're coming from. I kind of want to message her and ask like, what kind of cold like are they like who was who's the calling list? for sale by owner yeah are they cold calling well i'll tell you her name and you can shoot her a message yeah i'm just curious okay because you know. we uh, and you noted again episode 17 old faithful what to do when you're new or slow yep and um you made a note here to ask for referrals from your database like is that the with a question mark maybe oh someone asked for a specific script yeah like if you're handwriting cards yes. so I'll, I'll tell it to you right now because i've written this note about a hundred and thousand times do it at the beginning of each year i did not do it this year i'll be totally honest um because i'm having a baby and i was like not going to like invite (laughs) hundreds like i need i'm going to just work the business that's coming in right now but it said a handwritten note you might have to write it 500 times okay okay this just depend this is where you might want to hire someone just for the sake of getting it to be a handwritten card uh-huh. but it basically says i have big goals for 2020 okay i want to 2021 what year are we 2021 i want to thank you and you y'all you can do this at any point in the year yeah okay so you can do it at the beginning of the year where you say i have big goals for 2021 or you can say the first half of 2021 has gone so well. That's probably where we need to take this right now. Okay. But you could start now and get it mailed out at the six-month part. Okay. So you could mail this out halfway through the year. Got it. The year has been going so well okay. despite COVID and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, if you, I am looking to finish the year strong and meet my goal. Okay. If you have anybody looking to buy or sell... If you would send them my way, I promise to treat them like family and take good care of them. Okay. I've included five business cards. So if you think of anyone, I would so appreciate if you gave them my info. Thanks so much. If I can ever do anything for you, let me know. Okay. Beautiful. So it's not really asking for anything. No. You're not asking for money. No. You're not asking for time. You're not asking for a meeting. No. You're asking your database. Mm -hmm. You're letting your database know hey, maybe we haven't talked in a while, but I'm not too busy for new business. That's right. I would appreciate it if you heard of anyone. Here's some cards. Just send them my info. Mm -hmm. Thanks. If you need anything, let me know. Okay. Love it. Okay. Are you ready for a toast? Yep. I'm writing a note. Okay. Here we go. Today's toast comes to us 
from Kayla Adamson. Kayla is in Brevard County. Where's that? <laughs> that's okay. You better, you're gonna have to Google that sister because I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's Florida. Oh, Space Coast. Yes, it's in Florida. Okay, selling the Space Coast is her hashtag. That's cute. Um, oh, and she's the founder of Real Estate and Motherhood. Oh, that's cute. We're gonna look. We're gonna look into this, Kayla. Yeah. Okay. So Kayla has sent a toast. Um, she would love to toast her friend and fellow realtor in her office. Um, her name is Alyssa Jordan. So cheers to Alyssa. She told her about the Agent Systems course, and they both had babies in the middle of 2020. Aww. She was hesitant to make the purchase, but in the end decided to. I am so proud of her for being dedicated to getting organized Yay. and excelling her business. Yeah. We are both doing the course. Yay. That's exciting. So cheers to Alyssa. And cheers to Kayla and congrats mm -hmm. on your babies. And we're so glad that you came to further your business in the course. And I just thought that was the sweetest. That is sweet. So nice. So cheers, cheers ladies. Good job. Perfect. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.